Hey everyone, I'm David Chalian, the CNN Political Director. This is the CNN Political Briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Thursday, April 22nd, 2021. Happy Earth Day! President Biden marks the occasion with a huge progressive push at a global climate summit. We'll discuss that, plus hopeful signs for a bipartisan solution to that police reform legislation. And finally, D.C. statehood passes in the House of Representatives, but will it actually get through the Senate? Today, President Biden kicked off a virtual climate summit that he convened with leaders from around the world, and he began the summit by making a very bold commitment. The United States sets out on the road to cut greenhouse gases in half, in half by the end of this decade. What Biden is saying here is that he's committing the United States to reducing its greenhouse gas emissions by 50 percent below its 2005 emission levels and that he's going to do so by the year 2030. This is a key step towards his goal of net zero emissions by 2050. And it is far beyond what any of his predecessors put forth. This is not even in the same realm of what we saw in the Obama administration, which is speaking to the clout and power that the pro-climate movement inside the Democratic Party has. And it is a power that has been growing over time. And they are now seeing that in a president who's taking a more progressive posture on this issue than we have seen from any of his modern day predecessors. But of course, the biggest contrast is with his immediate predecessor. Remember, President Trump pulled the United States out of the Paris Climate Agreement back in 2019. But of course, the United States can't act alone here. Hence, President Biden convening this global summit. Remember, the U.S. represents less than 15 percent of the world's emissions. And at this global summit, attending it, the president of China, President Xi, the president of Russia, President Putin, two of the U.S.'s toughest adversaries on the world stage. And by the way, China, the other big emitter on the world stage, there they are. And how Joe Biden is going to get their commitment to cut emissions as well, how he's going to lead not only his allies, but the strategic adversaries on the world stage globally, where we are actually resolving this crisis. And yet there's also a pretty big domestic hurdle. This is Joe Biden setting a goal. This is presidential leadership in terms of setting the aspiration, but actually passing legislation through the Congress that is going to be able to accomplish these goals is a whole other matter. And there's nothing that we're hearing from Joe Biden today that indicates he has somehow broken through the math of Capitol Hill that will present a serious obstacle to achieving these goals. Now, here's what else matters today. There are actual hopeful signs for bipartisan compromise and progress as it comes to the George Floyd Policing Act. On Wednesday, Republican Senator Tim Scott of South Carolina proposed a compromise on the qualified immunity issue. We talked about this a bit yesterday. His proposal would essentially shift the burden of responsibility from individual police officers to their employers, police departments. In an interview on New Day this morning, House Majority Whip Jim Clyburn seemed open to this compromise on qualified immunity. Uh, That is a good start, because I have been saying for a long time now, this is not about training. People keep saying you got to get better trained officers. No, we got to recruit better human beings to be officers. 
We've also learned that the chief proponent of this legislation in the House, Karen Bass, Democrat from California, her Democratic counterpart in the Senate, Cory Booker of New Jersey, and Tim Scott, the Republican of South Carolina, who's leading the GOP charge on this, they're all going to convene and talk with each other. Again, yet another hopeful sign that a compromise can occur here. However, not everyone is on board with this notion of police departments brunting the responsibility instead of individual police officers when it comes to liability. The president of the NAACP said provisions to change qualified immunity for officers was, quote, non-negotiable. So there's clearly some way to go here to get all the stakeholders on board in a way that this bill can actually pass through the United States Senate. Remember, Democrats need 10 Republicans to get on board. That's not going to happen without some significant change in compromise. And finally today, the House of Representatives passed a bill 216 to 208 was the final vote that would grant statehood to Washington, D.C. As you may know, D.C. statehood has been a priority for Democrats who haven't been able to get the legislation through Congress. In the last Congress, House Democrats, again, passed the Washington, D.C. Admission Act through its chamber. But of course, the legislation did not make it through the Senate. Now, What's the difference this time? Yes, Democrats are in control of the United States Senate. But remember, it's a 50-50 Senate. And this is something that will require Republican support. So it is much more likely than not that D.C. statehood is going to meet the same fate it has met in the past when the Republicans controlled the Senate, which is that it's not going anywhere and it's not likely to get to the president's desk. So add D.C. statehood to that long list that we keep talking about on this podcast, whether it is gun rights or voting rights, you name the issue. But it all comes back to that notion of whether or not the filibuster is going to remain in place. And if so, Republicans have a pretty significant veto over any of these Democratic priorities coming over from the House. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And please take a moment and be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow.